0: Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message.
1: Okay, I want to introduce you to my fellow over here. Uh, Some of you already know him, you're familiar with his work, but everyone, I, I, this doesn't sound very nice, but I always like to tell people, all of you have been touched by David. <laughs> David conducted and arranged most of the Disney animated movies. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas. I know, wow, it's impressive, isn't it? Uh, he worked with all those people, and so so much that you, you some of you grew, have grown up with and your children have grown up with. He, uh, he didn't write the music for most of it, but he arranged it, and he conducted those 90-piece orchestras, and he... Can I tell him my favorite story about Beauty and the Beast? It's his pride and joy, but I'll tell the story. I, uh, when you hear Angela Lansbury singing Beauty and the Beast, the tale is old as time, it's the end of the day in the studio, and what you hear her singing, she's singing directly to him. In, in the studio. She, that's the recording. The orchestra had gone home. She was doing her vocal recording, and it was right to his face that she sang. That, I'm impressed. Okay. <laughs> so, David Friedman, won't you do one of your newer songs?
0: Good morning. Buenos dias. Um I wrote this song a number of years ago. Or rather, as I like to say, it wrote me, because I don't write them. They come from somewhere I don't know. And I wrote it at a time when I was experiencing something that I'm sure we all have experienced many times throughout our lives. I have tried everything I could, and I don't know which way to go. I have reached, I have run, I have grabbed for the sun, and the answer has still been no. I have given it all I've got, and I've done everything I should. I have worked, I have tried, I have prayed, I have cried, and it hasn't done any good. Now I'm reaching the end of my rope. And I find myself giving up hope. Because I'm feeling so empty inside. But there's one thing left that I haven't tried. Give up. Give in. It's clear that I just can't win. Let go. Don't fight. Stop trying to make things right. Everything that I've tried has failed. Every plan that I've had fell through. Now there's nothing to give me a reason to live. And there's no more that I can do. So I'm wondering why I'm here. And I'm asking why should I stay in a world that abuses me, batters and bruises me badly day after day. But the answers are not in my mind searching there all that I find is a future that's based on the past that keeps telling me surrender at last give up give in it's clear that you just can't win let go don't fight stop trying to make things right God I offer myself to if someone is going to come through, it's going to be you, not me. I give up. I give in. It's clear that I just can't win. I let go. I won't fight. I'm through trying to make things right. If you want to make things right, then do it. But. I'm I give up.
1: Yay. That's David Friedman. He's very good at what he does. It's very, very good. So that song goes with our talk today. Oh, thank goodness. By the way, we know the Englishes. uh, Beth English came to my club act many years ago in New York. I won't be doing that language today. (laughs) You know, there's church language and then there's uh, nightclub language. It's all the same message. It just some offends people more than others. So I don't want to do the offensive language today. I hope, I so hope. Today's talk is called Relieve Me of the Bondage of Self. Some of you may be familiar with that, with that line in a prayer, don't raise your hands. Uh, It comes from the third step prayer of the 12 steps, 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that, that prayer, it starts with, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Now, when I first heard that a lot of years ago, I had no idea what god's will for me was and I, it took like what does this mean because you know we make stuff up to try to make it sound nice we want god to be nicer than what god is and god to be very human and god's not human and so i but i kept waiting i thought more will be revealed i didn't know what this prayer meant there's more to the prayer but this is the part we're focused on today and and you can look it up online third step prayer of a.a and, and I just thought, what does this mean? And finally, I was in a support group. You can guess which one. And this erratic woman used to come in every night and scream about her day. Just rant and rave about her day. But at the end of it, she would always say, but I know God's will for me is to be happy, joyous, and free. And so I'm going to keep coming back. And I thought, that is News. I had no idea God's will for me was to be happy, joyous, and free. I could accept that. That to me was a promise. And I like promises. Uh, And and, and so happy, joyous, and free. How about that? Because I'd never heard that in my household growing up. I never heard that in my church that we went to when I was a kid. I didn't hear any of that. But I could get on board. God's will for me is to be happy, joyous, and free. Now, that other part, relieve me of the bondage of self. I did not know what I said. Okay, I'm willing, but I don't know what it means. And over the years, I kept studying it, thinking about it, and finally, one day, really, I understood it. It's that I take everything personally. I think everything is about me. Every single thing that takes place on planet Earth is about me, anybody? <laughs> I know, it, oh, what a burden it is. It's such a burden, so I was thinking earlier, you know, I have good news, my pants are too big today, and, and that is part of the bondage of self that, I, that I'm concerned about my weight. That I take it personally that, oh, they're all looking at me and thinking, I weigh too much, too little, too whatever. I had to have. I used to work with a comic who was very, very thin. And, and, she, and people would make comments to her all the time as if they felt they were entitled to. And, and oh, you must be a model. You're so thin. You must, she said, do I come up to you and ask you if you sing opera? <laughs> and I thought, okay, let's play the whole way around. But all of it is a burden. It's all the bondage of self that I thought, oh, this is about me. I, and all my judgments and my opinions. We were at Carnegie Hall a few weeks ago. And... And we we bought last-minute tickets. We were in the balcony. See, Marilyn May's 95th birthday. When I say the balcony, I mean heaven was a local call. (laughs) (laughs) It was so high up. And we were in the front row. And it was horrifying. I was just terrified. Because in my dotage, I have become afraid of heights, afraid of bridges. Rats and mice, forget about it. And... uh, but, but this height thing is, is, is a relatively new thing, that Delaware bridge that when you get to Delaware, oh, uh, he, we traded places in the car. He got to drive the rest of the way. Because last time I came here, I drove by myself and I got surprised by that bridge. And it wrecked me for the whole weekend that I was here. My palms just perspired the whole time. But you see, that's part of the bondage of self. And I sat in that front row, Carnegie Hall, with my arm wrapped around a pole that was next to my seat. Because I could feel, if I looked down, I was going to throw myself off the balcony, which means I'm losing my sense of reason. But there's something, you know, roller coasters, and I, I can't open my eyes, I can't go on a roller coaster anymore, but I used to love them. Just love them, I used to love heights and bridges. I loved all that stuff. And, and it was exciting, and then something snapped in me. And, and, and so, see what you have to look forward to when you get to be my age. It's, it, it's, it's like, with all the healing that I do, and all the pursual within prayer and meditation. My humanness still comes back to say, ha-ha, gotcha. Emily Cady in The Lessons in Truth talked about this. The, uh, what's it called, Russell? Chemicalization. Thank you. Chemicalization. Uh, you know, that as, as introducing new ideas to old ways of thinking. Yeah, uh, you, you heal from this. I'm not going to gossip anymore. And you get home and on your answering machine is the dirt on everybody in town. I'm quitting smoking. And somebody brings you three cartons from the duty-free store. You know, I, whatever, you're, tra- you're looking to heal. You're looking to live up to the promises that unity offers. And it's great. And then something comes around and says, yeah, but you still got this going on. You didn't know it. I uh, know David likes to say to people, his, "They'll say, 'I'm, I'm going, I'm going to, I want to quit drinking.'" And he says, "Well, do you really want to find out why you drink so much?" And they'll say, "Well, yeah." And he said, "Don't drink. You want to find out why you eat so much sugar? Stop eating so much sugar. You want to find out certain things? Stop doing it. You'll find out. And it becomes so uncomfortable." I have opinions. Anybody? Do you love your opinions as much as I do? Do you love your judgments as much as I do? I'm going to say some of you do because I have met some of you. And the other ones I haven't, I guarantee you, you'll come to David's workshop this afternoon and it will be revealed how much. And it's so hard to release our need for our opinions these past few years, you know, we can blame the country, but it's really my thoughts about my country that is the problem. It's not those people, whatever they're doing. It's my thoughts about my country. It's my thoughts about the people in my country, which is what part of the problem with our country is there's people in it. (laughs) And we all have different ways of looking at things. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. It'd be inappropriate. It's none of your business who I vote for. But it is your business on what I think. Because my thoughts have an effect on the world. And so when I came into unity, and they promised me a couple of things. They promised me that thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. They pro- it was already a fact, but they, they promised me, and so I knew it suddenly. Oh, so my thoughts produce after their kind. Uh, you, you, if you want to know what your belief system is, look at your Facebook page. What are you posting? Are you posting your opinions? Or are you posting kittens? I try to post more kittens. Uh, if if you wa- want to know what you believe, look at your life. And it's, and it's not somebody else's fault, it's, it's not, and you're not to blame, but you say, oh, this is what I believe. This is what I've been thinking. And I'm weighed down by it. It's getting, someday, you know, it's a, it gets harder and harder to get out of bed. It gets harder to go to work, gets harder to apologize, and it gets harder to love our neighbor. Anybody have troubles loving your neighbor? You know, it is a commandment one of those two commandments. Love the, love, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. And unfortunately, too many of us do love our neighbors as ourselves. And that's uh, a problem. And I say, which is harder, to love God or to love your neighbor? Who? Anybody? Which is harder? that's what most people think. They think it's harder to love the neighbor, but it isn't. It's much harder to love God. If I loved God, I'd have no problems with the neighbor. I would see the Christ in my neighbor. I would see light in my neighbor because I would see the light in me when I look in the mirror in the morning. I would be able to fully look in the mirror and say, hi, God and I suggest you try that. When you look in the mirror and say, hi God, you have to smile. Because suddenly you realize, this is what God looks like today. I didn't know. And then you see your neighbor and you realize, oh, hi God, that's what God looks like today. I better hate them less. I better find a way. And I have a couple of neighbors, ooh. I have prayed and prayed and prayed to to see them in, in their light and I still I said, I have done a lot of forgiveness work and I've experienced a lot of forgiveness over the years of my healing. My parents, I let them off the hook. I didn't need my childhood to have been different, but I got to do two neighbors from 15 years ago. I have not been able to let them off the hook. One neighbor, he likes to wave. And I don't wave back because I'm afraid I won't use all my fingers. And so I want to. <laughs> I want to see, and so I pray and I pray and I pray. God, show me. I am willing to see. I am willing to see them in light. I'm willing to see them in love. But first, I, I, apparently, if I'm still holding out on the neighbor, I'm holding out on me. I'm still valuing my opinions about what I think they did. And I, some days I actually have the courage to say, God, what did they actually do? I know what I think they did, but what did they actually do? And many years ago, I was driving into the city from Connecticut for a class, and I, I'm praying, praying, praying on it, and, and I, hear, I hear the voice because I, I have the voice inside of me that talks to me, and uh, you all do too. We all have it, and it guides us. And I heard a voice that said, Sean, they were just doing what they thought was the right thing to do at the time. And I thought, son of a gun, yes, that's what we're always doing. We're always doing what we think is the right thing to do at the time. Now, interestingly enough, I had another friend I was holding out on for several years, and he popped into my mind. And I knew he worked about a block from where I was going into the city at the unity there to teach the class. And I reached out to him because I realized, oh, he and and I both, And our stuff, we're just doing what we thought was the right thing to do at the time. And I called him. I said, I bet you didn't expect to hear from me. And he said, no. And I said, I'm going to be a block from you. Want to have dinner tonight? And he said, I'd love that. And we met for dinner. And we've been friends ever since. And we've never discussed the problem. I didn't go there with a contract to be signed saying, you can't do this anymore. I went with an open mind and an open heart because I loved this man continue to love them. We don't get to see each other a lot, but boy, we have a good time when we see each other. So my prayers over the neighbors went to this guy. I'm still praying over the neighbors because I value my opinions. I value my my stuff. I'm going to read something to you. It's from my favorite spiritual book, The Holy Spirit's Interpretation of the New Testament. And it's, it, 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 it's uh, Matthew through Revelation. I recommend that this book to me, it's It it comments on the Bible, it reflects the Bible in many ways, but it seems to take me into the mind of spirit, that's why I like this so much, and this is from Romans chapter 14, and it says, judgment is the tool of illusion, and judgment was first used against an idea and against yourself. From that, judgment seemed to spread with illusion, but since all illusion is within the mind, judgment could not spread anyplace else. Whenever you seem to judge anything, any situation or any person that seems external to yourself, you're judging an illusion of thoughts and ideas within the mind. Therefore, you are continually judging yourself. Since judgment is the building block of illusion, applying false applying false meaning and making illusion real, judgment of yourself does this to you. It hides your truth and presents an illusion of you that isn't true. Each time... You seem to judge yourself or someone or something. You are judging thoughts in your mind, thereby judging yourself. In believing your judgments, you believe you are what you are not. This is how your history, excuse me, this is how your illusory self is made and upheld. To know yourself, which is your true desire, you must lay judgment aside Remember that everything you experience, every person, every place and circumstance, is a thought within the mind of you. And each judgment keeps the veil where you go the veil of illusion. Uh, I got smart there, and then I lost my place. Oh, there it is. Each judgment keeps the veil of illusion alive, which hides you from you. We come to church for community, we come to church for a lot of things, but we also come here to find who and what we actually are. Unity gave me that my first time there. I found out that day I was good. And it was a good that had no opposite. In God, I am good. And it has nothing to do with how I feel. It has nothing to do with my past behaviors. It has to do with what I am. And then I found out my neighbor is good whether I like them or not, doesn't matter. My neighbor is good in God. It doesn't say God is conditional. It doesn't say God has grandchildren. It says God, God, in God we are good. That's what I learned at Unity, Lincoln Center, 1996. Now, we have to put this into practice if we are truly to discover And our judgments and our opinions and our experience, so that we can lay down the burden of the bondage of self and find what flows through us, what is alive within and all the way through in every cell, every tissue, every fiber of our being. We must practice this stuff. It's not enough to just sit in our chairs, it's not enough to just sit at home, it's not enough to just read the book. We have to actually find out for ourselves. We did a retreat in Norwalk last week, and there's an exercise we do every year. David runs it, and he's gonna come up here in one second. David facilitates this. And it's, we get people to sing who believe they cannot sing. How about that? How about that? I was one of those people. I remember years ago, no, I, I used to do lights and sound. I lit, I lit nightclub acts for uh, at a place called Don't Tell Mama in, in New York. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? And as I say, I, I was there for 21 years, and after 21 years of doing lights and sound at Don't Tell Mama, ministry was the only thing left uh, for me to do. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, uh, I was at David's apartment early on. I had been lighting his songs for years before we actually met. But one day I was pretend singing something in his apartment because I knew I couldn't sing. And he said, oh, that sounds nice. I said, what? He said, yeah, now just hear the note and send it across the room. Okay, And I did. And he said, oh, you can sing. Well, I've since sung all over the country. So David, why don't you come up here and explain this and what we're going to do.
0: So uh, we all know that holding a positive thought creates positive results. And I created something called the Thought Exchange. To explore how come we all know it and we have so much trouble doing it. How come we take on the positive thought and in two seconds we're in the negative thought again. And I thought we're not stupid, we're serious spiritual seekers and yet we do this. So through many workshops and research and books I've written, uh, I came to understand that if you have had a Trauma around a positive thought you will not you will feel uncomfortable when you take it on It's a myth that oh when you take on a positive thought you'll feel good actually no usually if it's a challenging one you'll feel terrible anxious you'll have Chemicalization you'll have symptoms and so to avoid those we take on what I call a protective thought and then and since the world and our body and everything, is nothing more than a mirror. We make the mistake of trying to fix the mirror. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said, I don't have enough makeup on, and put makeup on the mirror? It doesn't. (laughs) It's not where it is. So we go to the source, which is thought, and we know what we're thinking by what our body is doing, our voice is doing. The world is doing big mirror. So what we do is, can I have a show of hands? Who knows, they would absolutely drop dead if they got up in public and sang. Come on up. (laughs) (laughs) You were so quick. Are you ready
1: to be relieved of the bondage of self today? (laughs) (laughs) Come on up.
0: What's your name, Gladys? Welcome, Gladys, Gladys. Okay, Gladys. Hi. Well here, you Let's
1: might
0: you're in <laughs> show business now. So uh, tell us about your singing. What's your thought about your singing? I can't. You can't sing. I love to sing though. Uh-huh. But you can't sing. Okay. So now, what song do you know I might know? Do you know Let oh. There Be Peace on Earth or Happy Birthday? Or, it can be anything. We could do Let There Be Peace. Okay, good. Give me a note. Start singing for a second. Just Let. off the mic. So Let. I know. Mm-hmm. Let. Okay. he's good. <laughs> You sing an F. I'm sorry, what? You sing an F. Oh, F. Okay. I never knew that. So, F. uh, Okay. I'm just too nervous. (laughs) Okay. So notice your sensations. What's your body doing? Moving. And what do you feel in your body? Well, if I really let go, I could get into it, but there's that. But what are you feeling? (laughs) What are you feeling in your body? Like tightness, uh, shakiness, pounding, whatever. All well, I have to admit all the memories of the people who said I couldn't sing. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. That's right. So you have all those thoughts of now you matched pitch, first line was perfect, and then you had those memories, and you got nervous and you went back, et cetera, et cetera. So what I would like, would you take on the thought, I am a huge singing star oh, who has deigned to drop in on this little poor community <laughs> to, to bless them with showing them how it's done. Take on that thought for a minute. Now notice how uncomfortable she is taking on that. It's just a thought. I'm analyzing everything right now. <laughs> right, so Stop. I'm asking you to just take on okay. the Speak to the people and say, "Hello, everybody! I am here to show you how it is done." And so, hello! I'm here to show you how it works. Yeah. I don't have That's all. It. What? Let there be peace on earth, and let it be with me. Let there be peace on earth, peace, peace that was meant to be. However. She is also world famous for forgetting the words. And so when she forgets, you get very excited about that. I mean, her audiences audiences (laughs) love that. In fact, anything you do, they think is fabulous. Hmm. Okay. Tell them
1: them
0: again. You're here to show them how it's done. Let's sing together. Step out and show them. I'm here to show you how it's done. I'm here to show you how he runs this little exercise. No, 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 no. <laughs> now you notice. Oh, you notice this is just thoughts. But how nervous we are to take on. Yeah. So to really go, you're taking on a big thought, and it will be, you know, years ago. I was winning an award, a lifetime achievement, and Lucy Arnaz was presenting it to me. And we're backstage pacing the floor nervously. She has to go out and speak about me, and then I have to go out. And she says, "Okay, thought exchange, what are my sensations? She said, my throat is tight, my stomach is churning, and my hands are shaking. And just then, the announcer said, ladies and gentlemen, won't you welcome the one, the only, the fabulous Miss Lucy Arnaz, and she went. Well, hell, I can go out there with that. Well, wow. <laughs> So you are not, it is not comfortable to, to perform. I was not in the least bit comfortable singing there. I was terrified. And I'm able to be terrified. That's the only reason. So you're going to fake it. You're going you're gonna to take on the thought, just for fun, I am. And you'll notice your body going, and your thought. You're going to be with your sensations and sing it. Oh my god. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great treat for you. All the way from Hollywood, she has interrupted her recording (laughs) sessions to come to sing for you. I present Gladys. Thank you. Thank you. Are yeah. we oh, starting over or No on... matter what's coming out, you're showing them. Let there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. Let there be peace on earth, let it be. I'm gone, I can't. So, can you hear that the first the part she knows is dead on pitch? And in, now wait, Gladys, one moment. Gladys, Gladys, one moment. How does your body feel? Vibrations. Vibrations. That is what being alive is. And because we're not willing to feel that vibration, we tell ourselves we can't sing. And so if you want to sing, you've got to feel what you feel. We're going to talk more about the workshop, which is not singing, but thank you, Gladys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. You played along. Everybody here got to witness the difference. And it was a slight improvement each time. And that's what happens. I, re- I did a club back in 2015. I'd wanted to do one for 30 years, and I was afraid. I was just so terrified. And I sold out for 10 months in the city. I got, I got reviews, I got good reviews. Uh, <laughs> An atheist critic called me the funniest stand-up he'd ever seen. I was so glad. But about a quarter of the way through the show, every single week, I started to feel this numbness on my side, and I thought, am I going to have the heart attack this week in the show? I never did, but I could feel the sensation. So I give you credit. Really, I give you credit. Several years ago, I was in a songwriting workshop with David. This has to do with the bondage of self. The I can't is the bondage of self. I can't get through this, I can't do this, I can't get past it. So my first workshop with David, I wrote a silly little song called uh, Big Honkin' Love Song. It was a lot of fun. Next year I wanted to do something more serious, so you know, a real song. So I, I wrote my cookie song, which you can find online. And then I decided I wanna learn a David Friedman song. Let's, let's just challenge me the whole way. And I did. And I closed my act with it every time. And I've sung it all over the country. And my thought about this lyric is take a risk. Take a risk through the fear, not don't get past your fear to do it, do it in in spite of, do it with the fear, do it with whatever. Because we don't wanna grow older wishing we had tried. We want to grow older knowing I tried and I succeeded. I tried and I fell flat on my face. But I stepped up to the promises of one power and one presence flowing in and through me now. One power, one presence flowing in and through me now. Because I've just got to, why come here if I'm not going to give it a shot? And so... We're going to close out our talk with this song by David. And I'm so grateful to get up on this pulpit once again with my best friend in all of ministry, Reverend Russell Highland. Uh, we serve each other so well in life. And, you know, all the praise he gave me I, I astonishes me because I think he is amazing. I think he is an astounding human being and minister and friend. Uh, and so, I'm so glad it's a mutual admiration because I can't really figure out what he sees in me. So I, uh, <laughs> but that's my burden. So we're going to do our, our song and then we're going to close. David has books out there, which he is offering $10 a piece. He's giving it a discount here. And then his workshop at 1.30. So my friend, Hi. yes. Remember, you got to try. And I can't sing I never thought that there could be a love like yours and mine. I never dreamed that I would see the day that I would find a love that feels so right. But here we are tonight, and now the only thing we really need is time. We live on borrowed time. No one can be sure. And the loan will finally come due but I'm loving all of mine I know what time is for I borrowed it so I could spend it all right here with you there was a time when I believed that life held guarantees there was a time when I was sure my future was secure. But life had other plans. The future's in God's hands. And knowing that has let me live and love you more. We live on borrowed time. Yesterday is past. Tomorrow seems a million miles away. But I I promise you that I'm gonna make love last By living every moment, every hour, every day Now we may have a year, and we may have a lifetime No one can be certain what the future will allow But you and I are here, and this time is the right time one thing that I know is that we have each other now and now we live on borrowed time let's celebrate and sing as we walk bravely into the unknown cause we're gonna be just fine whatever life may bring we'll face it all together and we'll never be alone. We may not have forever, but our time will be our own. See you in
0: church. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.